Welcome to Twisted Tales of Madness and Murder presents Something in the Wind. This tale starts on a dirt back road and a black sedan speeding down it, trying to outrun a large funnel cloud that is spewing rain and debris in all directions. Andy, in his 30s, wearing jeans, t-shirt, and a dark blue suit jacket that are all drenched with rain, looks in the rearview mirror at the giant funnel cloud that is following him. This is unfucking believable right now. Andy, frustrated, punches the dash several times. Fuck, 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 come on. Come on, you piece of shit, move. Andy glances off to his left and notices your classic-looking farmhouse tucked away behind a collection of trees out in the distance. Okay, okay. Hey, hey, might not be as fucked up as I thought. Just gotta get this bitch to that house before it's too late. Andy looks in the mirror at the storm that continues to follow him. <laughs> That's right. You could suck it, you son of a bitch. Andy suddenly jerks the wheel to the left, sending the car flying off the road and speeding through a dirt field toward the farmhouse. He grips the wheel tightly, ensuring the car stays on course. That's it, baby. Almost there. Come on. Andy steers the car by the collection of trees when all of a sudden a cow steps out from behind one of them and right in front of the car. What the fuck? Andy tries to steer clear of the cow, but he clips the back end, causing the front end of the car to buckle as cow guts splash across the hood. Andy, covered in cow guts and busted glass, lays against the steering wheel, slowly gaining his composure as the storm can be heard bearing down on him. Uh, fuck. Okay, that was unexpected. And he pulls a chunk of cow flesh from his face. Could this day get any worse? And he falls back on the seat, then rubs his shoulder as he looks out the shattered window at the crumpled hood with a mangled cow head resting on it. Are you kidding me? A fucking cow. All of a sudden, a lawn chair sails through the air and slams into the side of the car, startling Andy. Whoa. Oh, Jesus. And he looks out at the approaching storm. Oh, how could I forget? I have a giant storm trying to climb up my asshole. And he looks out at the farmhouse, just as Erin, in her late 20s, dressed in a sundress with her brunette hair tied back, comes running out of the front door and down the stairs into the yard. Oh, thank you, God. Finally, something goes my way. Over here! Over here! Andy smacks the horn, but nothing happens. Shit. Andy grabs the door handle and tries to open the door, but it doesn't budge. Come on. Are you shitting me right now? Andy looks out the busted window at Aaron, who has made her way to the side of the house and is opening a set of cellar doors. Over here. I, I need help. I'm, I'm stuck. The tremendous noise from the approaching storm drowns out Andy's cries for help, as Aaron, not noticing Andy, quickly climbs down into the cellar and closes the door. Oh, shit. Andy pushes on the door. Open, you son of a bitch. Mm. Open, open up, you son of a bitch. Andy thrusts his good shoulder into the door several times when it finally swings open. In pain, he falls out onto the ground, looking right at the approaching storm. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's gonna take more than a storm to kill me. 
Andy gets to his feet and maneuvers his way toward the cellar doors, ducking flying debris and getting pelted by a driving rain that is coming at him in all directions. He is knocked to the ground several times by the strong gusts of wind, but finally gets to the cellar doors and grabs the handles, but finds it locked. Hey, open the door! Open the door! Andy pounds on the doors. Open the damn door! I'm a U.S. Marshal, for Christ's sake! One of the large trees suddenly comes down, smashing Andy's car like a pop can. Andy looks out at the car, then back at the cellar doors and continues pounding on them. What the hell are you waiting for? The cellar doors suddenly open, revealing Aaron, staring up at Andy. Unless you want to end up in the land of Oz or someplace like that, I recommend you move your ass and get in here. Andy steps down into the cellar, then maneuvers down the stairs, leaving Aaron to struggle with closing the cellar doors as the wind gets stronger and stronger. Andy, breathing heavily, stands in the middle of the dimly lit cellar, wringing out his wet clothes, staring at all the various household items littered throughout the basement, then steps to the bottom of the stairs and looks up at Aaron, who is struggling with the cellar doors. Aaron grunts and groans as she battles the wind in a game of tug-of-war with the cellar doors. Just close already! Aaron is finally able to get the doors to swing closed, then runs a two-by-four through the latch, securing it before collapsing onto the stairs in an effort to catch her breath. Well, that was a real kick in the snatch. Aaron, soaked and wet, gets up and makes her way down the stairs, finding Andy standing at the bottom of them. Hey, asshole! Thanks for being such a gentleman and helping me with those doors. Couldn't have done it without you. Andy, smiling, looks Aaron up and down, taking time to stop at her chest that is revealed through her wet top. I didn't think a strong-looking woman like yourself needed my assistance. Ah, uh, I'm sorry about that. I, I kind of got spooked by the storm and crashing my car into a cow. Are you okay? Aaron reaches down and rubs her breast. Other than the Brent smacking me in the tit and stinging like a mother... I think I'll live. Aaron pulls her wet top away from her body and adjusts it, feeling uncomfortable with Andy staring. How about you? You're looking a little rough and all. You okay? Andy rolls his shoulder and grimaces in pain. Oh, my shoulder's a little banged up, but other than that, I, I'm good, I think. Aaron walks up to Andy. You know what? We did kind of start off on the wrong foot. I realize the conditions outside may be dire and all, but that does not excuse my bad manners. Erin sticks her hand out. My name is Erin. Andy shakes her hand. Nice to meet you, Erin. I'm Andy. A gust of wind rattles the cellar doors, drawing Erin's attention. Then she turns back to Andy. Perhaps my ears were playing tricks on me, but I could have swore that you said you hit a cow. That's the craziest thing ever. The damn thing literally stepped right out from behind a tree in front of my car. There's nothing I could do to avoid it. Not in a million years would I have predicted anything like that happening to me. It's crazy. Aaron shakes her head, disappointed. Then smacks her forehead. Well, damn. I was for certain that I'd gotten all those bastards wrangled up. I'm guessing it must have been Ruth. And he wipes some rain from his face. I'm really sorry about that. Like I said, there, there was nothing I could do. It, it just stepped right out in front of me. Aaron takes a deep breath, then shrugs her shoulders. 
Well, as they say, shit happens. <laughs> I guess that's just what the cow gets for being out there just strolling along like a dumb animal. Aaron snaps her fingers. Speaking of dumb fucking animals, what the hell were you thinking driving around in one of God's temper tantrums? Aaron sticks her hands out at Andy. Wait a second. Now don't tell me. Don't tell me. Let me guess. Aaron puts her finger to her temple as she squints her eyes. <laughs> You're one of those crazy SOBs that likes to chase storms all over the place and shit. I mean, get balls deep right in the middle of those things. Oh no, That's, that is not my thing. But let me tell you, after the day that I've had, maybe I should do that. If I had it my way, I'd be nowhere near this place. And this storm? Oh, but an unfortunate chain of events put me here. Erin slowly runs her fingers along her chin as she studies Andy. An unfortunate chain of events? How so? Yeah, I'm actually a U.S. Marshal. And the reason I was out in this chaos was I was escorting this real scumbag across state lines when this shit kicked up out of nowhere. Really, really changed my travel plans. Erin carefully looks Andy up and down. Well... That sure in the hell isn't a profession you hear about every day. A U.S. Marshal, you say? That's right. Well, I'm impressed. And because of this fact of you being a U.S. Marshal and all, I'm going to assume that you carry the mandatory credentials that are most certainly supplied to you would indicate to me, or anyone for that matter, that you are who you say you are. Andy looks at Aaron surprised. Mandatory credentials? Seriously? Yeah, your credentials. You know, the, the badge that you must carry around at all times. You know, like they have in those shitty CSI and NCI, whatever shows. Whatever it may be, it shows me that you really, who you say you are, and not just some kind of freak or something. Andy leans back, insulted. I get the impression you're a, a paranoid type of person. Why would I lie to you about who I am? Aaron shrugs her shoulders. Well, I don't know why you would choose to lie, but you could very well do so. In my general experiences, men seem to be very well versed in the art of lying, especially when women are involved. Andy shakes his head and laughs. All right, all right, I'll show you my ID. Andy reaches into his pants pockets and digs around, then his jacket pocket. Come on, where the hell is it? Andy slaps his leg in frustration. That's just great. What seems to be the problem? Oh, this is a perfect example of Murphy's Law right now. Aaron stares at Andy inquisitively. Really? And how is that? Andy pats his pockets once more, then looks at Aaron. That's great. Well, I always carry my badge in my front pocket. But I guess in all the chaos I've been dealing with today, must have fallen out. Aaron eyes him suspiciously. Well, isn't that just convenient, Andy? It would appear that now we've gone and found ourselves in a bit of a quandary. I literally have no idea if you're telling me the damn truth or not. Andy tosses his hands up in the air. Well, I am. And if I could pull a badge out of my ass right now, I would do it in a heartbeat to put your nerves to rest. But since I can't, I don't know what I can tell you other than you're just going to have to take my word for it. Aaron shakes her head, laughing. 
Now you are flat out tripping my trolley. You want me to take the word of a man that just came out of nowhere and started banging on those cellar doors and looking all beat to shit with no identification? Christ on a bike, Andy. In this day and age, you just got to be careful with who you trust. People seem to lie now just because it's the thing to do. The truth no longer matters. Let me tell you something. I've literally lost count on how many men have told me that I could trust them to be gentlemen. Then the next thing you know, I'm getting all these dick pics from him. Aaron looks at Andy. Are you a dick pic sender? Uh, no. Oh, that's a good thing. Don't be. It is fucking nasty. The last thing that I want to see when I open a text is some dude's cock staring back at me. It's all, all erect and shit. Ugh. Andy looks up at the cellar doors, then back at Aaron. I'm really not sure how we got onto dick pics and all, but maybe this will put you at ease. Andy reaches behind his back and pulls out a handgun and holds it out. This here is standard issue to all marshals. Now don't you think if I was some kind of bad guy or freak, I'd have killed you by now, or threatened you in some manner with this. Aaron looks at the gun, then back at Andy. Well, that there is sure a fine piece of hardware, but in all honesty, any Tom, Dick or Harry could acquire themselves one of those. As far as for a reason why you haven't killed me or threatened me is simple. Simple? Oh, absolutely. I am a valuable resource to you right now because you are in an unknown environment. You can't take me out of the equation yet because you might need my knowledge of the surrounding area and what it has to offer. Andy, frustrated, shoves the gun back in his jeans. Look, it really feels like I'm just spinning my wheels right now, okay? Now, I don't know what else I could do to prove to you who I am. So I guess we're at an impasse then, aren't we? The wind outside intensifies, causing Aaron to turn toward the cellar doors. Oh, my word, that mean bastard is really cranking up out there. I'm guessing it shouldn't be long before it either hits us or skips on by and continues on its merry way. The cellar doors rattle from the intense winds. Tell me those doors are going to hold, right? I mean, we are safe down here, aren't we? Aaron laughs as she looks back at Andy, then back at the cellar doors. <laughs> well, in the grand scheme of things, we are safer down here than up there where all hell's breaking loose. Andy looks up at the cellar doors, rattling nervously. So, earlier, you said that you were escorting some real scumbag? Andy turns his attention back to Aaron. What? Earlier. You said you were escorting some scumbag across state lines. But since you are standing here all alone, I take it things didn't go as planned. And he rubs his face. Oh, yeah, that piece of shit. Well, during the uh, course of our drive, he somehow managed to get his restraints off, and then he tried to use the damn things to strangle me. Aaron rubs her neck. Ooh, ouch. That must have been very unpleasant. Again, though, since you are standing here, he obviously didn't succeed. No, he didn't. I wasn't about to let that piece of shit take me down. And he pulls the handgun out again. I was able to pull this bad boy out and fire off around through the seat, hitting him. Aaron rubs her hands together in excitement. 
Oh, this is all exciting. So, did the bullet kill him? Not that one, but it sure in the hell made him let go of me. But unfortunately, I lost control of the car and we ended up sliding a good 20 yards through some damn cornfield. Before I could get my bearings, he jumped out and was trying to make a run for it. You must have gotten out and chased him. <laughs> uh, yeah. I may be in shape, but I'm no track star. So lucky for me, that dumb shit ran in a straight line from the side of the car. I literally just rolled down the window and fired from the car, dropping him right to the ground. Aaron leans back in surprise. <laughs> Wait a second here. Are you saying that you shot him in the back? Isn't that kind of thing frowned upon in legal circles? Look, when push comes to shove and your options are limited, you gotta do what you gotta do. I mean, besides, there was no way I was letting someone like that back out into the world. To do the kinds of things they like to do? No fucking way. So, what was it that this guy liked to do? Well, he was a straight-up cold-blooded killer that didn't give a second thought for any kind of life he encountered. I'm talking young, old, women, men. He just didn't care about anybody. And what he did to them? Oh, shit. Over the course of the last summer, he murdered 12 women that we know about. I mean, unless you've been living under a rock or something, you've had to have heard something about this guy. I mean, it was splashed all over the news, social media. In fact, the media actually labeled him the cutter on account of what he did to his victims. You seriously don't remember any of that? Aaron just shrugs her shoulders. Oh, that name doesn't ring any bells. And you think that it's one that you'd remember? I guess at the end of the day, you could say I've been living a sheltered life for the last couple of years. <laughs> take my word for it. He's a very famous, or should I say, infamous man. Why was he given the name Cutter? He likes cutting people? That's an understatement. He loved it. I mean, he, he would tie his victims up and slowly dissect them, you know, keeping them alive as long as possible. So he could, so he could relish in their agony and screaming. First, however, he would have his way with them, sexually, I mean, to some degree. Aaron just shakes her head in disgust. Yeah, there was this one woman. Oh, Jesus, what the hell was her name? I want to think it was, like, Tanya or something like that. Uh, shit. Well, anyway. He actually kept her alive for over three days just because she had such a unique scream and it aroused him so much. <laughs> Sounds like your typical man with small dick syndrome. A what? The guy. He was taking it out on a woman because he had a small pecker. Why else would he do such things? Well, perhaps a failed attempt at medical school and nagging parents played a part. Something all of a sudden slams into the cellar doors. So what you're telling me is that his body is just sitting out there in a smashed up car right now? No. Oh, stop the press. Are you telling me that you didn't pick up his body? That you just left him laying out there after you'd shot him? Listen, I had every intention of doing so until this tornado came out of nowhere. You know, the decision to leave him or get to safety was kind of a no-brainer. Aaron seems puzzled. So you just left this dead body lying in the cornfield? 
Relax. After all this is over, I'll go out there and pick him up. Well, that's if he's still there or no. Last time I checked, I'm pretty damn good with my firearm, so I'm sure he didn't just get back up. I wasn't talking about your ability to kill a person with a gun. I was talking about how this storm could have carried that body for miles from here. Huh. I suppose that could have happened. Huh. Well, I guess I'll cross that bridge when I can. Andy looks up at the cellar doors, then at Aaron. So, tell me, what's your deal anyways? Aaron looks at Andy, perplexed. My deal? What do you mean? Well, I mean, what, you live out here in the middle of nowhere, all alone? You like some kind of farmer? <laughs> farmer? Why'd you ask? Andy puts his hands up, motioning toward the outside. Oh, I don't know, maybe because of the fact that you live on a farm. Ah, gotcha. I can see how one would assume that that is what I do. So, it's not? <laughs> no, no, not at all. I couldn't tell you a damn thing about farming. If you're not a farmer, then what the hell do you do? Well, honestly, I'm currently unemployed, but uh, I always tend to land on my feet. It's funny. Luck always seems to come down on my side. Something else hits the cellar doors. Well, hopefully that uh, luck keeps coming down on your side and doesn't land smack on top of your house. Aaron holds her hand up and crosses her fingers. Well, fingers crossed, because if it doesn't, then my dinner plans will be shot to shit. What? Dinner plans? Before all this nonsense blew into my peaceful little world, I was just in the process of prepping one hell of a feast. Not to brag or anything, but I fancy myself a pretty good cook. Erin claps her hands together. In fact, if this thing does blow over and the house stays intact, I would be honoured if I could have you for dinner. Well, um, I'm not one to turn down a free meal. So you got yourself a deal. <gasps> Fantastic. Andy turns his attention to one of the shelves against the wall. Wow. That is what I call a thing of beauty. Aaron watches Andy as he walks over to the shelf and pulls an antique knife off it and holds it up. Wow, you don't see this kind of craftsmanship anymore. You can tell someone took their time with this. I mean, just look at the curvature of the blade. Aaron gives Andy a look of concern. <laughs> you have a thing for knives? Andy, smiling, looks over at Aaron. What's the chance I could talk you out of this? You want the knife? Do you mind? I mean, yeah. I suppose. I don't see why not. It's just down here collecting dust. Someone might as well get some use out of it. Andy gazes at the knife. Oh, believe me. I'll be getting lots of use out of this little beauty. Andy sticks the knife through his belt as the cellar doors suddenly stop rattling. <gasps> you hear that? What? I don't hear anything. That's my point. I'm thinking that the storm has gone and passed us by. Really? You think so? I mean... Couldn't we just be in the eye of it or something like that? Aaron looks at the cellar doors, then at Andy, then back at the cellar doors. Well, I guess there is really only one way to find out. Aaron walks up the steps toward the cellar doors and swings them open, 
revealing a calm blue sky. Ha! I'll be damned. Andy steps to the bottom of the stairs, looking up at Aaron. Is it over? Ah, oh, would certainly appear so. Aaron steps out into the yard and looks out at all the debris that is strewn all about as Andy steps out and looks at the house that avoided any damage. Unbelievable. That damn thing skated right around your place. Andy looks over at the crushed sedan and the remains of the cow. That's a lot of wasted meat. Aaron looks out at the dead cow. I suppose so. I mean, if that's your thing. Are you a vegetarian or something? Vegetarian? Nah. <laughs> I like meat. Andy points out at the cow. What the hell do you call that? Aaron sticks her hand out, cutting Andy off as she looks out past the cow at something in the distance. What in the hell is that thing on the ground? Amara's playing tricks on me. Do you see that? Andy looks out, but doesn't see anything. What? Where? Aaron points out into the distance. Right over there. Just past that last tree. Whatever it is, it looks like it's actually moving in this direction. Andy continues to look out in the distance. Moving? Are, are you sure? Because I don't see anything. Aaron takes several steps forward. At first I wasn't sure, but now I'm pretty damn sure. In fact, I, I think it's a person. A person? Aaron takes several more steps forward. It's a guy! Aaron hurries in the direction of a man crawling on his hands and knees toward them, wearing only underwear. Andy watches Aaron run out toward the man. What are you doing? What, wait, he could totally be dangerous. Aaron comes running up and finds Jack, in his 40s, who collapses at her feet, revealing two gunshots in his back. Oh my God, can you hear me? Sir, are you still alive? Jack, moaning, rolls over and looks up at Aaron. Uh, you need to help me. I've been shot. Jack struggles to raise his hand up, revealing a badge. I'm a U.S. Marshal. Aaron looks at the badge, then down at Jack. Wait a second. What did you just say? I'm a U.S. Marshal, and we need to get help out here right away. He got away from me. Who got away? Jack's eyes grow wide as he looks past Aaron and Andy, who comes walking up with his gun drawn. Oh, my God. All of a sudden, Andy fires around into Jack's head, causing Aaron to stagger back. What are you doing? Andy looks down at Jack's body, smiling. Just finishing what I fucking started. Andy spits on Jack's body. <laughs> Jesus Christ, how can I be so fucking blind? You're the cutter. Andy throws his hands in the air. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Give the country bumpkin a gold star. Guess you should have really invested more time in front of the television, little lady. Andy rolls his head around his shoulders, cracking his bones. Not that it would have helped you in this situation. Aaron looks down at the blood seeping out of the hole in Jack's head. Don't feel sorry for that piece of shit. He was a sorry excuse for a fucking officer of the law. He actually got off easy. Andy points the gun at Aaron. Now you, on the other hand, well, that's going to be a completely different story. I think I'm going to take my sweet time with you. I need to see what's under the hood, if you get my meaning. 
Aaron steps back, holding her hands up. I don't know what you are thinking and all, but I helped you and I gave you shelter. If it wasn't for me, you could be dead right now. You did help me, which unfortunately was a dumb fucking idea on your part. I mean, weren't you ever taught, never open your doors to a fucking stranger? Aaron glances at the gun, then back at Andy. Oh, don't worry about this thing. I have no intention of using this on you. That wouldn't be any fun at all. Andy points the gun up into the air and fires several rounds until there is no more left, then tosses it on the ground. Now someone as sexy and well-built as you. You deserve so much better. Andy pulls the knife out of his belt and points it at Aaron as he rubs his crotch with his other hand. I'll be giving my new best friend here a test drive all over you. Aaron looks at the knife, then at Andy. Please, just let me go. I got a question for you. What kind of flowers do you like? Roses or daisies? What? Andy points the knife down at Aaron's crotch. Oh, I was just wondering what I should uh, put on your casket after I murder that pussy. Hmm. Aaron suddenly turns and runs toward the house. Hold the phone. We've got ourselves a fucking sprinter, people. Yeah, that's my good girl. Oh, yeah, it feels so much better after a good chase. And he runs after Aaron. I'm coming for you, baby. I'm coming for you. Aaron glances back at Andy, who is catching up to her, then back at the house that is getting closer, then stumbles, falling to the ground, but quickly gets back up. I hope you like to scream. Aaron, with Andy right behind her, is just about to reach the steps of the house when Andy grabs her by the shoulder and throws her down on the ground. Oh, so fucking close. Oh, but just not close enough. Andy looks down at Aaron and at her legs that are revealed from her dress being pulled up. Hey, those are some fine fucking legs you've got yourself, baby. Do they go all the way up? Leave me alone! Andy steps over her and uses the blade of the knife to move the dress higher, revealing pink panties. Oh, the promised land. Aaron all of a sudden kicks Andy in the groin, causing him to stagger back, which allows her to get to her feet and run over to the cellar and down the stairs. Andy, regaining his composure, looks at the cellar in surprise. Fucking bitch. Are you fucking serious right now? Of all the places you could have ran and you go and pick the cellar? (laughs) The one place that is a fucking dead end. Andy casually walks over to the entrance of the cellar and looks down into it. Hey, you dizzy bitch. Where do you think you're going to go down there? Andy waits for a response, but gets none. Oh, go ahead and keep giving me the silent treatment. Oh, I guarantee you that won't last for fucking long. That's a fucking promise. Here I come. Andy steps down into the cellar. Andy walks down the stairs, casually tossing the knife back and forth. Now where the hell could you be? So many places to hide down here. Andy reaches the bottom of the stairs and scans the basement. Come on, bitch. Come out, come out, wherever you are. 
and he laughs as he takes a couple <laughs> steps into the basement, stopping to look at a mattress that is leaned up against the wall. I guess you could say that your luck is on your side again, baby, because that mattress is going to come in handy and prevent you from getting fucked on this dirty-ass floor. I plan on having lots of fun with that body before I slice it the fuck up. Andy looks down at the floor, then back at the mattress. Oh, that's going to fit perfect right here. Uh, for the record, I actually enjoyed talking with you today. So, in a weird kind of way, I, I feel almost guilty about all the terrible things I'm about to put you through. Andy steps up to the mattress. When it comes down to it, I, I guess it's best you never did get to read or see any of the stories about me. I mean, those people usually end up getting half the shit wrong. But not to worry, because now you get to experience everything firsthand. And he raises the knife as he grabs the edge of the mattress with his other hand. Gotcha. Andy, smiling, jerks the mattress away, finding nothing behind it. What the? Hey, fuck's sake. Andy spins around, finding Aaron standing behind him with a baseball bat raised, which she swings, hitting him alongside the head. Andy staggers back, dropping the knife as he tries to brace himself on the wall, but falls to his knees, stunned as Aaron steps up to him with the bat raised. Don't be such a b- Aaron slams the bat against his head again, knocking him unconscious and causing his body to fall to the floor. Well, do you look at that? <laughs> you drop like the sack of shit you are. <laughs> Aaron laughs as she carefully leans the bat against the wall, then kneels down next to Andy's head, running her fingers through his hair. <laughs> Flirt with the devil long enough, baby. Eventually you're gonna get fucked. Andy, in pain, slowly opens his eyes, finding himself laying on top of a table in a kitchen. <sighs> Oh, what the fuck is going on? Where the hell am I? And he tries to sit up, but can't, due to his arms and legs being strapped down to the table. <clears throat> what is this happy horse shit? Why am I tied down? And he looks over at the stove, finding a large black pot that is boiling something. Hello? And he looks around the kitchen then bangs his head on the table. Hello? I said hello. Is, uh, is anybody here? Hello? I need help. Aaron, whistling, comes casually walking in through the back door, carrying a basket of fresh carrots and greens. Well, I'll be damned. Look, you finally decided to wake their lazy ass up. Andy, still trying to understand what is happening, stares at Aaron who goes back to whistling as she puts the basket down on the counter. I don't know what the fuck it is that you think you're doing here, but you better untie me right fucking now. Aaron stops whistling as she tilts her head and looks at Andy with a smile. Oh, what? I think that little knock on the old noodle must have really fucked with your comprehension ability because um, from where I'm standing, you have no fucking leverage whatsoever to demand jack shit from me. Andy continues to stare at Aaron. You're fucking insane. Aaron shrugs her shoulders. <laughs> 
that's debatable. And just a heads up, I'm really not that keen on labels. I don't give a fuck. Erin looks at Andy in a disapproving manner, but then claps her hands together. Shit, there you go, trying to distract me and get all up in my head and shit. Not gonna happen. I gotta check the pot. Aaron steps over to the stove and checks the boiling pot. Oh, very close. What the fuck is wrong with you? Are you even listening to me, bitch? Aaron spins around. You are like a broken fucking record that just keeps playing the same shitty song over and over again, aren't you? I heard your whiny ass just fine the first time. Aaron walks up to Andy, looking down at him. Now, I may have been born at night, but not last night, you cocksucker. Now, if I actually decided to let my brain take a shit on me and let you go, then I can guarantee with 100% accuracy of you acting like a fool and trying to do something stupid, therefore jeopardising my ability to have you for dinner. Andy struggles to break free from his restraints, but is unable. The last thing I'll do is have dinner with you, you fucking psycho cunt. You don't know who you're fucking with. <laughs> you're certainly right about that one. You see, they never allowed us to watch television or read periodicals in the hospital, so I, uh, I never got to see all the press on that scary, dangerous individual known as The Cutter. However, I do feel you've done a pretty decent job of trying to fill me in on all that information. Though from the way you sell it, I should be shaking in my boots and pissing my panties. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? What hospital? Aaron taps Andy on the head several times. The good old mental type of hospital. The place people dump their garbage and never look back. Those controlling fucks didn't let us watch any TV. On account they thought it would rot our brains. Aaron smacks her head. You know, because of how fragile they are. Andy watches Aaron walk over to the fridge, opening it, and is horrified to find it full of bloody body parts and a severed head. Aaron reaches in and grabs a couple fingers from a bloody bowl and closes the door, then walks over and drops them in the pot on the stove. This isn't even your fucking house, is it? Aaron grabs a knife and turns to Andy. Well, look at you. All smarter than the average bear and shit. Nah, no, nah, it's not my place. But uh, I've always dreamed of living on a farm like this for some reason. Last week, when I busted out of that institution, this was the first place I came upon. I was mesmerised by it, and by how kind the family was to me. They truly were a treat, but uh, sadly, they're just about gone. And he again tries desperately to break free, to no avail. Oh, fuck. Somebody help me. I'm in the kitchen. Help! Aaron looks at Andy then slowly looks around the kitchen, then back at Andy. Who the fuck do you think he's going to come charging in here and save the day for you? The only lawman that was in these parts now has a hole through his fucking head, thanks to you. And there is literally just miles and miles of corn around in all directions. Um, but by all means, don't let me stop you if you feel like it's a worthy endeavour. <laughs> It's good to have hope, even if things are hopeless. <laughs> Aaron runs her finger down Andy's cheek. Don't you fucking touch me, you sick, twisted fuck. 
Without warning, Aaron smacks Andy across the face, then clinches her fists as she takes a deep breath. No matter how hard you try, I am not gonna let you ruin this dinner for me. Like I told all those darn doctors, I'm not sick. I just have one hell of an appetite. Aaron walks over and picks up a pair of scissors off the counter, then walks back to Andy, grabbing a hold of his lower shirt. Hey, what are you doing? Aaron looks at Andy in disgust. Is it because I'm a fucking woman, or do you just not give two shits about anything anyone else says? I've already told you twice now that my plan was having you for dinner. That <laughs> seems pretty cut and dry to me. <laughs> Aaron laughs as she takes the scissors and cuts Andy's shirt right down the middle, exposing his chest. Look, look, just, just stop already, all right? Please, just fucking stop. Aaron looks back at the boiling pot, then back at Andy. Oh, I really would if I could. But with this recipe, it's all about the timing. And you've got the key ingredient. Besides, I have you on the menu for dinner, breakfast, and lunch. Without warning, Aaron drives the knife deep into Andy's stomach, causing him to scream in pain as she violently opens him up and pulls his intestines out, dropping them on the floor. These damn pesky things are always getting in the fucking way. Aaron digs around inside Andy, who twitches and convulses from the trauma happening to his insides as she finally pulls out Andy's liver and holds it up. Oh, would you just look at that beauty. Just gorgeous. Plucked right from the sauce. Farm fresh, you might say. <laughs> Aaron laughs as she walks over and drops the liver into the pot, then whistles as she watches it boil. This concludes the twisted tale, Something in the Wind. Remember to keep those ears open for upcoming episodes of Twisted Tales of Madness and Murder Presents wherever podcasts are found.